Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Salute to Knicks Nation. Checking in, CP from Knicks Fan TV checking in. Late night stream tonight. Late night stream tonight. Apologies for the delay. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but it's all good. Um, still rocking. Better late than never. Some of y'all got work in the morning. It's all good, man. We all got work in the morning. It's all good. But Knicks basketball has to be discussed. Because um, today, shout out my guy Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School. Today, in his latest Knicks Film School uh, newsletter, it was revealed that the Knicks have held internal discussions regarding a CP3 trade, and it is centered around Julius Randle and Kevin Knox. Now, I've been telling you guys that Randle is on the block. Uh, My sources tell me that Randle is on the block, and I stick by that. We've heard Kevin Knox's name earlier on in, in, in CP3 trade discussions. But what we didn't hear was any potential draft picks coming back from the Thunder. And that is the biggest concern of this potential deal. And, and what Macri's saying from his newsletter is that the Knicks could actually... Um, be adding a pick in a potential deal for Chris Paul. So the CP3 price tag has gone up, people. The CP3 price tag has gone up. What do you want to do? Phone lines are up 657-383-1509. Let's talk about it. The bubble games tonight. No, I was not watching the Nuggets and Clippers game. That wasn't the reason for the delay. Sometimes life happens, man. I try to come on at 10-15. That was, I was trying to come on at halftime. And and like I said, life happens sometimes. And, and so, you know, I appreciate everybody for sticking with us. We still got a good crowd in here tonight. So I definitely appreciate it. What is your price? What is your price for Chris Paul? The price has gone up. I'll tell you right now, I'm out. I'm all the way out on this deal. If there's no picks coming back from the OKC Thunder, I'm out on the Chris Paul deal. You know, I'll tell you that right now. I've I've told you from the beginning, I was a proponent of this Chris Paul deal. I definitely wanted Chris Paul here. I feel like he can help jumpstart the rebuild. He can do a lot of positive things. Uh, uh, things for this team. Obviously, he's he's still at the top of his game, more or less. 
You know, yeah, he's coming down. Father Time catches up with us. But he's still, he's way up there, right? This Thunder team was going to be a lottery team without him. He took him to the, uh, to, to the brink of the Western Conference Finals. Game 7. Oh, second round, sorry. Took, took Houston to Game 7 and, and couldn't get out of there. And so, obviously, we, we saw the impact that he had on Dennis Schroeder. You know, Dennis Schroeder wouldn't have had half the season that he, that he had without Chris Paul. Um, uh, SGA, you know, Danilo, you name it, Dort, Lou Dort. I mean, Chris Paul made that Thunder team. But for the Knicks, if you're not taking back draft capital to take on that gigantic contract, then it's same old Knicks. That's not the, the the field that we need to be playing in. So if you're Leon Rose, you know, the CAA frat house, we, we can't go there, Leon. So far, you're hitting on everything, right? The, 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 the coaching picks are, have been pretty good. The coaching picks have been pretty good so far on paper. Now we need to get into this development phase. And I understand, listen, CP3 is a talent. He can jumpstart this thing. But the whole purpose of having the cap space is to keep it flexible and use it as a weapon to keep building. You still want to keep building. Stick with the plan, Leon. And again, this is just internal discussions. There's nothing... There's nothing imminent. There's nothing definitive here. Things can change. There's a lot that can change. We don't even know when the season is going to start next year. Right? There's a lot that can change here. But the price for CP3 has absolutely gone up. And this is not where the Knicks want to play. You have to figure that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be hot after CP3. They need to keep the freak happy. If they are not keeping the freak happy, he is out of there immediately. So the Milwaukee Bucks have to move heaven and earth to get a guy like CP3. What else are they going to do? They have no cap space, right? What are they going to do? They're going to go trade trade back and get Brogdon back from, from the paces? They got to go get CP3. I don't know who else Milwaukee can get. I mean, can they try to get Harden? Can I try to get Westbrook? Can they try to get Bradley Beal? I don't think so. I think those are a bit less likely. Maybe Westbrook, you know. Um, but CP3 is the guy. They don't want. They don't need Westbrook. They need CP3 on that Bucks team. Talk about Philly. Philly needs CP3 on that team. Philly could use CP3 on that team in addition to Simmons and Embiid as a true point guard on there. How about the Phoenix Suns? You know, Phoenix doesn't have much cap space to play with. We'd have to see, you know, what type of contracts they would have to move. But based on their performance in the bubble, you have to think that they're going to be looking for a more established veteran presence to kind of help them maintain that competitive edge. You put CP3 out there with Booker, Aiton. They're back in the playoffs. Could the Phoenix Suns be a surprise? So, at the end of the day, I don't think he ends up with the Knicks. I think the Knicks have an advantage over all these teams because they have the cap space to uh, to absorb his contract. And so, what is the OKC Thunder's motivation? Are they strictly looking for salary relief? 
And as Woj put it last week, he said, with reduced league revenues amid pandemic, there remains uncertainty on how long the Thunder might continue with key veterans in place before changing course on playoff contention. The timetable on so many plans in the NBA remains fuzzy. This is an extremely amicable parting. This is that's, this is in regards to Billy Donovan and OKC parting ways. But overall, does OKC want to pay any of their guys? That means Danilo's probably gone. And you got to think CP3's gone. But the price has gone up. Earlier this year, we figured that they would have to be parting with draft picks to get rid of them. That's not the case. That's not the case. So, um, it's going to be very interesting. You know, it's going to be very interesting. What the Knicks need to do is be players in these trade talks. There's a lot of contracts that are going to be up for grabs. There's a lot of contracts that are going to be traded this offseason. CP3 being one of them, right? You got to think Westbrook might be another. Maybe Al Horford is another. Maybe Andrew Wiggins is another. And while I really don't want any parts of any of these guys unless you're getting draft capital back, the Knicks should be players in terms of helping get these guys to wherever they need to go and getting draft capital back. That's how you got to use the cap and get in the game. That's what you got to do. Be a middleman. Be the middleman. Get in the third team, the fourth team, the, the, the three team, the four team deals. Use that cap space and say, here, we'll help you out. Bring some of these picks back over here. That's what they need to do. But if they're not getting a draft pick back in the CP3 situation, then I'm out. Uh, I'm out. Now, another thing is, what is Chris Paul's motivation? You know, Chris Paul jumped into the playoffs this year. Came close a few times in terms of getting to the promised land. You know, that that game seven, uh, Houston and, and Golden State, where he missed it with the, uh, with the hamstring, that was it. That Houston team could have won it. So... He missed his chance. Does he want to compete for something? Or is he up for whatever? You know, does he want to compete for something? Or does he say, you know, I'll go join Leon and help develop these Knicks? What does CP3 want to do? You know, what does CP3 want to do? But the Knicks need to be careful here. Knicks need to be careful here. Because Leon's on a roll. And so, you know, he, he Leon, you, you don't you don't want to be treading down these waters, man. Let's say it from Raw Hebrew Remnant on the on the matters. What's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing? Steve? What's good, bro? All right, couple couple things real quick. Couple things real quick, man. Number one, let's not get too excited because this is just a rumor. Oh yeah, yeah, just a rumor, just a rumor confirmed. for sure. Let's 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 assume, you know, they are looking at CP because of Rose's relationship with him. But let's not make the assumption that they're not going to get... I don't think Rose is that stupid, that he's going to just get this guy and not take draft picks back, understanding that we're in a rebuilding situation. So 
I, I, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, if they actually make this move and then they don't get the draft pick, yes, you can let all hell Blake loose, and we should. But at this point, let's assume that Leon's going to do the right thing. And if he's looking at, I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up none of our young guys. I don't want to give up Knox. But if they're going to do that, we definitely, and, and we know that OKC has a, has, a, has a stable of picks that they got for Paul George and that they got for Western Westbrook. So they can afford to give up some picks. You, uh, people say the market for CP3 going up. No, the, the, the market is dictated by the other teams. If somebody's willing to give up picks for CP3, let them have it. We are trying to rebuild. So nice. if they want to deal with us, everything has to if, – if I'm the Knicks, whoever GMs I'm talking about, they got to understand. We're not doing a deal unless we get picks. If you don't got picks to deal with us, we don't want to deal good. with you. Period. That's End it. of story. That's Thanks, it. Thanks, man. Respect, bro. Respect, man. That's it, simple and plain. We are in the business of draft picks. It's draft capital, and that's it. All right? We're not gonna we're not gonna use all of that uh uh cap space that we worked so hard to get. Not not really worked so hard, but that we struck out on Katie and, and company, but whatever. We got all that draft ca- uh, that 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 cap space. We're not just gonna take on forty plus million dollars just to jumpstart the ship. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do that. And my guy, Raw Hebrew Redman, is right. You know, OKC has a bevy of draft picks, in particular the Houston ones. I'm not as I'm not as interested in the in the Clipper ones as I am in the uh, and the Houston ones because I think Houston is going to destroy and rebuild before the Clippers do. And as we see, the Clippers were just washed in Game Seven by damn near 20 points. And I told y'all, speaking of the Clippers, I told y'all when, uh, when my guy Corey Talbot was on Hardwood Herald, I told him, I have no idea who this Clipper team is, what their identity is. And I wasn't feeling them in the bubble. I didn't think the Bucks were going to make it out the bubble. I thought Boston was a sleeper team. And um, what I basically said about the bubble was it wasn't going to be the best team to make it out of it. It's going to be the hottest team. And the hottest team right now is that Miami Heat. I hate to say it. And, and, and uh, coincidentally, it's the, the Miami Heat and it's the Denver Nuggets. So LeBron and company better watch out. They better come correct because uh, Jokic, Bubble Murray, they got something to say, man. They got something to say. But that Clipper team, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. I think Paul George is in his head. First thing they need to do is get a real point guard. I think the, the Pat Beverly experiment, his bark is way is way bigger than his bite. He's a backup point guard at best. They need to get rid of him and get a real point guard in there and start that thing properly. The the Clippers the Clippers need need to. Uh, you know, they, they need to get an identity and figure out what, what they're dealing with. They need to figure out what they're dealing with. Let's go back to the phones. Um, Rock from ATL. Rock, how you feeling, man? Repeat, we're good, man. Hey, how, how you feeling, bro? I'm chilling, man. This CP foolishness is ridiculous, bro. If they're not giving up any of those picks, keep him over there where he at. We don't need none of that. We don't need none of that food. We don't need none of them old players that they got. If they're not giving us picks or draft uh, considerations to help us in our rebuild, we don't need that forty-plus uh, million-dollar contract. Let them go to somebody else who's on the verge of winning the championship, who could use their help as a, as a, a premier point guard in one of those systems. If they're not helping us, we don't need none of that. Keep all of that. Love the show. Keep it moving, man. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Have a good evening. 
Yeah, it's simple and plain. And like I said, I, I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think I don't think they're gonna end up doing it. I don't think they're gonna end up doing it because, like I said, I think there's gonna be teams that will be able to offer, will be willing to offer up picks, maybe even multiple picks, and players that are ready to play right now. If that's the Thunder's motivation, you know, if that's the Thunder's motivation. Now, again, where the Knicks come into play is that they can allow the Thunder to not take back as much cap, as much salary. So if that's the Thunder's angle, then the Knicks have a, are in an advantageous position, but you, we need picks. We need picks, man. And as we see Dame Lillard here, Dame in his troll bag early. Game isn't even over for 10 minutes. He's going at Pat Beverly on Twitter. Said, I guess I should extend this Cancun invite since I haven't made my arrangements yet. Dame Dollars, man. Wish Dame Dollars was a Nick. That, that's who I would trade for. Give me Dame Dollars. That's not happening either. So, it is what it is. So, to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP on the late night tilt. Late night tilt. Better late than never. You know what I mean? Had some technical difficulties. We got 882 in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. 882 in the chat, almost midnight here on the East Coast. You guys are rocking with me, man. I appreciate it. If you guys are new in the chat, leave me a hashtag new. Throw your cities in the chat, man. If you guys are up late night on the East Coast, throw your cities in the chat, wherever you guys are checking in from. Let me know where you guys are are, are, uh, calling in from so I can shout you guys out. And and, uh, that's that with that. All right, let's get to the phones. Let's hear what people want to say. A lot of people want to weigh in on this. Let me hear from my guy. Jay from Florida. Jay, what's going on, bro? Yo, what's good, my brother? Run that up, man. Run it up. Hit that Hit thumbs up for you boys. Run it up. Yo, CP, I want to I wanna shout out the Clippers for that 27 pick. For the so-called superstar MOOC. That is a nice, <laughs> a nice pick. No championship. That's a Beautiful. Fact. Shout out the Clippers. Shout out Doc Rivers. Paul George. Trash behind. Shout him out. Listen, <laughs> CP3 is cool, bro, but we need to focus on the draft, right? The Nuggets have so many people on their bench, so many wings and guards. They couldn't figure out how to food play, bro. They got so much depth. Why can't we focus on getting kids? We, we get a development staff on, on deck. Go draft Cole Anthony, right? Mm-hmm. The, the wings from FSU is cool. But they might just be role players. Draft Cole Anthony, use the 27 to 38, and maybe the 23rd Dallas pick, move up, go get Pat Williams, right? Let's get the kids in the building. Y'all want to win? Get the kids in the building as soon as you can. Develop them, work on them, put them through the, put them through the rigors, and then hopefully in two or three years, we got something that we can work with. Trading picks for CP3 ain't it. It's not it, bro. Yeah. We got Dennis Smith. We got develop. We got we get Cole Anthony. Even yo, try to trade for Lamelo. You never know. But that's what you, we, we should be using assets for: trading up in the draft or getting our own players in the building. Stop trying to quick fix it with people like CP3. Does not work. It's never worked for the New York Knicks. It's over. Anybody but Halliburton, though. All right? <laughs> not doing the Halliburton. All right, I'm out. Peace. Jay from Florida with the quick flex, the anti-Halliburton. Hey, man, this is one thing that, you, that you're seeing in the bubble. We need wing depth. Need a lot of wing depth. 
Need a lot of wing depth. Look at look at the look at the lineups that, that Miami's trotting out there. With Butler, Crowder, you know, Bam is the biggest guy they got out there. They got they got Crowder playing the four sometimes. You know, you need wing flexibility out there. They got Derrick Jones. You know, um, you mentioned the Nuggets and and their depth. Need a lot of depth on the wing, man. It is a wing league. It's a guard league too, but you you need some depth on the on the wings on the perimeter. Guys that can rotate from twos to threes to fours and keep them out there. You mentioned Cole Anthony. Hey, you see you see what you see what Bubble Murray's doing out there. I'm not saying they're the same guy, but I think Cole Anthony's being slept on. And these highlights, these are uh, scouting breakdowns from my guy, Spencer Perlman. Make sure you guys are following him on Twitter, SK Perlman. My guy, Tommy D, came on here and told you about Cole Anthony a long time ago. Said we selling him a bit short. I don't know if they're going to go Cole at eight. I don't know if they're going to go Cole at eight. But uh, uh, you never know. Maybe maybe they go with one of the wings. We did hear today, shout out my guy Alder. We did hear that they, they've done their intel on Devin Vassell and Patrick Williams out of FSU. Seems like Patrick Williams is the name that uh, is moving on up. Seems like Patrick Williams is the guy that's moving on up. So let's uh, let's see what happens. But we, we, we definitely need to come out of the draft with I think they still need to go get a guard. I don't I don't think it has to be at eight necessarily. It doesn't have to be at eight. But I think they still need to 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 spin the wheels uh, on a point guard in the draft and go get some wing depth in the draft for sure. Go get some wing depth in the draft. No doubt about it. People said Miami got shooters. Yeah, Jay Crowder's in there lighting it up, man. Jay Crowder's looking like Ray Allen from three. And Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero's looking like a bucket, man. That kid is absolutely fearless. Great picks by... I hate saying his name. It's like saying the devil's name. Pat Riley, Pat the Rat. Bam was the number 13 pick. Tyler Hero's the number 14 pick. One thing about Miami, they never tanked. Riley said, I'm playing to win at all times and I'm going to build my team that way. I'm not being loyal to nobody. Everybody can go when I feel like I'm ready to make moves. That's how Riley, he's a, he's a shrewd executive. It's paid off. These guys are the hottest team. Some people say the Nuggets, I, the, 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 the Heat are hotter because they're dogs. Riley has them, that they have that mentality. They play defense first and foremost. And they, they're lighting it up from three, from tragics. Look at what Jimmy Butler's doing from three. You know, forget about the regular season stats. Jimmy Butler is clutch right now. This is his stage. Jay Crowder, torch in the nets. Hero, Robinson. You know, Bam could, could, could hit it when he wants to. Ah, I hate talking about that team, man, but they're, they're great, man. Riley rebuilt the, the Heat four times over. Knicks is still trying to figure it out. 20 years later, 25 years later, it's a disgrace. Let's go to Phoenix, land of the rising sun. Daryl, what's going on? What's up with you, fam? Man, appreciate you having me on, man. Love the show. No doubt, bro. Always TV y'all out. Hey, I was like, uh, look, CB3, man, I, I, feel that, I feel that idea, like, you know what I mean, of picking them up if there's a bigger plan behind that. So let's say, like, we trading off Randall. Kevin Knox, like Dennis Smith for CP3, 
And then let's say we trade, like, you know, a couple of the young guys for somebody like Donovan Mitchell. You know what I mean? If he's still not feeling happy, especially after losing the three to one, and then we got his guy Johnny Bryan over there, so we get him CP3 with Donovan Mitchell, maybe throw somebody else in there, and then we could have a pretty good lineup. Yeah. But you know, if they're not doing something like that, then you know, trading for CP3 is a waste of time. A waste we of time. Need to just do our, you know, our youth movement. You know facts, what I mean? facts, facts. I'm gonna let you go because <laughs> your line wasn't too good, man. But I hear you. I hear you. It'll be a waste of time. It'd be an absolute waste of time. Definitely hear you on that. I had to let you go because your, your connection wasn't too good. But um, appreciate the call. Yeah, people laughing at my Riley comments in the chat. It, it's true, man. Uh, you know, listen, Riley is the executive of the damn last ten years. Let's just let's just be real. Look at how he he's built that team. Look at how he's built that team. Uh, salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We creeping up on 1,000 people in the chat. 1,000 people in the chat right now here to talk Knicks. I want to shout out Alvaro Pierre, team hashtag new. Shout out Alvaro. D Martinez in here. Shout out NYC, team hashtag new. Miguel Benitez. Welcome, Miguel Benitez. Um, shout out Jesse Cook from Brisbane, Australia. Jesse, what's going on? We got Strong Island in the building. Arthur Newell in the chat. Frank Matos checking in from West Palm. Hashtag, yeah, man, Marlon Small, what's going on? Harry Jones, team hashtag new. Welcome, Harry Jones. We got Joaquin Saavedra from Montevideo, Uruguay. We got people checking in from South America, from Australia. Come on, man. It's the number one show for the fans by the fans. Like Jay from Florida said, run it up. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. DJ's man, Hampton VA, my home away from home, 757, how to holla at your boy, what's going on? DJ Shuttle, Strong Island in the building, we got a lot of Strong Island in the building. Salute to everybody in the chat, man. Speaking of Long Island, man, my guy Chuck D hit me up out the blue today, he's like, yo, I'm in town, man, let's link up. Linked up with Chuck D for a quick, quick bit, lunchtime, and uh, he, he gave me a dope gift, man, check out this gift from Chuck D, bro. Y'all can't see it. Knicks, Knicks fan place. Got one for me, one for JL. So this is going up on the wall. Shout out to Chuck D, the rhyme animal, Long Island's finest. Came through. You know what I mean? Number one fan of the show, man. That's that's all I got, man. Shout out Chuck D. Always appreciate the support that he's uh, giving us. Big, big fan. Fan of the show. Definitely appreciate all the support, Chuck. For real. Shout out Strong Island. Everybody out in Long Island. Jamon Pascal, what's going on? Yeah, we got almost a thousand people. Jay's official was in here waiting. He said, I got work in the morning, all of that. Work can wait, Jay. We got important business to take care of. And we're talking Knicks. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on, Nick related, and we're going to get back to the calls in a second. But um, camp is open. Nick's camp has opened up and, uh, you know, we, we got a little bit excited over these coaching picks, but we got our first glimpse in a camp and Tom Thibodeau with his COVID-19 mask in camp with the gloves on. Here he is checking out RJ Barrett, making sure his footwork is right. You got Tibbs in camp. So what it is, this is the first week of individual workouts. So individual workouts. Um, and then the next two weeks, you're going to have organized team workouts. And from what we're hearing, it's, it's a lot of the, uh, 
It's a lot of the the um, even the free agents had showed up. Uh, you have some G League is showing up. So it's dope. Look at my guy. Look at my guy, Mike Woodson, man. They say a picture says a thousand words. Look at Woodson. What's it saying? I'm glad to be back, man. Look, look at the enthusiasm off of that rebound. Look at that. Mike Woodson looked like he's bowling out there. He's have so happy to be back, man. Look at Woodson. Back like he never left, man. Look at it. Look at him. Look at him off that rebound, man. Now, this is an interesting photo. You got Johnny Bryant, the associate coach, and Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr., ladies and gentlemen. What are your expectations for DSJ next season? I don't know if he's going to be back. I, I'm not sure. You know, I feel like if they're going to go out and get another veteran point guard then go in the draft and go get a guy, I think they got to get rid of some of the glut at these positions. You know, a lot of these guys are not going to get enough um, shine. But, you know, Johnny Bryant, the guard whisperer, you know, uh, Dame Lillard swears by him. Donovan Mitchell, his old coach at uh, Utah Jazz, who was his old, who was uh, his, his protege in the Utah Jazz, swears by him. What are the expectations for DSJ? DSJ has had a lackluster campaign thus far and a terrible one with the Knicks. Last year, it was as bad as it can get for DSJ. It was as bad as it can get for DSJ last year, man. You know, his stepmom passed away. You had the, the the point guard glut going on. It was it was a bad year for DSJ, man. So, what's it gonna be? Can he bounce back? You know, one of the things that um, Spider Mitchell gave credit to Johnny Bryant for. Here's what he said about Johnny Bryant. He said, um, in terms of their their routine. He said that Bryant exhaustively studies film for notes on handles, shooting form, getting to spots, and making reads, then tailors the workout to his man. It's not unusual for Mitchell to receive a handful of daily texts from Bryant of film clips with accompanying notes. Uh, Mitchell says, I watch a lot of film. Johnny Bryant is always trying to find ways to get guys better and find little tweaks to improve your game." Ronnie Price thought that Johnny Bryant paired well with players who play with chip on their shoulder. Now, it might have a common thread around different players he's worked with so far. So, can Johnny Bryant, if DSJ is still here, can Johnny Bryant resurrect DSJ? You know, don't mean everybody's going to come out and be a star, but what will his approach be with DSJ? How will DSJ respond? And what happens? You know, if they keep him, one thing about Tips, he, he wants guards that can get in that paint. He he wants guards that can break down that defense. Dribble penetration is highly sought after by Tips. And that's that's one of DSJ's strengths. Now, the, the, the question is, can they fix everything else? Because <laughs> everything else is broken. From the jumper, to the confidence, to the decision-making, to the defense... You know, DSJ needs work, man. DSJ needs work. So, let's see if he's here. I'll, I'll be very interested to see what Johnny Bryant uh, does with DSJ and, and his impact. 
Let, let's see. We've crossed over the threshold. 1,074 people in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. We only got 300 likes in the chat. Let's get those likes up, people. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Uh, Dave and TM, please put in the link to the mailing list in the chat as well. Let's get the link in the mail to the mailing list. Uh, make sure people are joining that. We got the website coming up. We want to make sure that we keep contact with everybody. So let's make sure we uh, we get the mailing list cracking. All right, let's go to Esau from Buffalo. Esau, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Tuesday? How you doing, bro? Good. Um, when I got the notification about CT3, I had to pause this movie I was watching. Listen, um, we don't need CT3. We really don't. As you alluded to earlier, you were talk you were talking about how he wasn't in the playoff against Golden State, just the whole entire playoff when he was playing with Houston. Um, that to me is a telltale sign that that brother either ready for shady pines, or maybe he needs to go back to the G League with some surgical type stuff. Listen, we don't need him. We don't want him. Let's rebuild on our own. That's all I got, man. Have a great night. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Esau up in Buffalo. I want to hear somebody that's for the CP3 trade. I know a lot of people are against it. Let me go to West Coast. Josh from San Diego in here. Josh, make your case, man. How you feeling? CP, what's up, man? What's going on? How you feeling, bro? Hey, I'm all right. Listen, all right. So the Knicks are have the unique, unique – they're in a unique position where they have a lot of cap space and they have a lot of assets. Not just the draft picks, but they have – some young talent like uh, Knox and a DSJ, and also they have Randall's contract. Those are all trade assets. Now, just because you make a trade to bring in someone like Chris Paul doesn't mean you're going to actually give up the whole entire farm. Now, if the deal is Randall, Knox, and a late a, a later pick, like a second round pick or something like that, I will absolutely do that because Chris Paul can help the, help with the development that we're talking about. The Knicks have 12 picks in the next four years, and they have seven within the next two alone. So we already have draft picks along with the cap space. I don't see how acquiring this guy, you know, only for two years. His contract is $40 million, but it's only two for next, next two seasons. I don't see how this is such so bad of a trade that, you know, like it's such a quick – it's not a quick fix thing. This helps with our development. You see what he did last year in Oklahoma City? Like this guy – and if he can bring Melo back, that's another wrong way. <laughs> oh, no, right? no. Why not? No. Josh, no, not? no, no, man. No. I got to bag no, it on you now. You talking that mellow talk again, man? Come on, man. <laughs> no, but 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 listen. But this, that, what I'm saying is like it's a it's a player driven league, right? The Knicks need to write that wrong because it gives them credibility. It gives their franchise credibility. We talk all the time about how free agents don't want to come here, and 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 all of that because of the culture. This gives us credibility. Bringing in somebody like that, you know, and potentially two future Hall of Famers to help with the development of the young kids. It's not, you know, a quick fix like we're going to win a championship tomorrow, but this helps us with that. And I know I'm, I'm the most hated man right now, but honestly, that's my take on it. Thanks a lot, CP. <laughs> Josh, I was about to hang up on you when you brought the mellow stuff in here, man. But I hate, listen, he has a fair point. What do you guys think of the chat? The chat, what do you, how do, what do you guys think of the chat, man? Let me know what you guys think. What do you guys think? The mellow talk kind of threw me off the cliff a little bit. But but on the CP3 topic, he says we have enough picks. He says we need it for development. And it could help us. See, Josh is ready to jumpstart 
the ship. What do you think? You know, I had this conversation with Alan Hahn as well in terms of how much draft picks is enough. Alan Hahn's take was that, you know, at some point, you could get to a a point where the, the picks become less valuable than you intended them to be. Me, I say, stack them up. Stack them up and keep drafting until you find some guys, until you find talent, man. We need talent on this team. We have no talent on this team. So I want the draft picks. I want the draft picks to be able to flip later on if I need to. If I got to go get Devin Book, if I got to go rescue him from Phoenix. You know. I I, 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 I want the picks. But listen, I, I don't think Josh's points are, are, are that bad. You know, we, need, we do need to jumpstart this thing. But damn. You're going to jumpstart it for $40 million? You, uh, yes, he's, yes, he will bring credibility back. And that'll be a good thing. I mean, again, you know, look at the impact that Jimmy Butler is having on this Miami team. You could look at that. But on the flip side, you could also look at it and say, look at what Miami did it, you know, before that in terms of drafting and developing. We don't have that reputation yet. So you can look at it both ways. You can look at it both ways. So, and speaking of the Mellow talk, uh, Mellow was in Harlem today. Um, State of NY Knicks on Twitter said he ran into Mellow at the Juice Bar in Harlem. He said he hope he comes. He told Mellow he hope he comes back to the Knicks. And Mellow said, "We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens." Is what Mello told State of NY Knicks on Twitter. Now is that is is that a uh, you know Hollywood talk? We'll see what happens. You know, take this picture and get out of here, kid. Or or is that you know I know something and, and maybe it's on the table. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Listen, I told you guys before. I'm, I'm the biggest Mello fan there is. I'm not trying to see that happen. That's just not the direction I'm trying to go in. I'm trying to focus on the young guys. I'm not trying to focus on Melo right now. Salute to everybody in the chat. 1087. 1087 in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. I need a thousand likes. Hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up button if you're in the chat right now. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Only 371 likes. We got to get that up. Let's get that up. Get that thumbs up button, man. Let's go. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's hear from Leo in the Bronx. Leo is for the CP3 trade. What's going on? Hi. How you doing tonight, CB? How you doing, man? What's going on, bro? Calling. How you feeling? I'm listening. Chilling, chilling. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the CP3 possibly coming to the Knicks. As I hear, a lot of people are against it, but I feel as though the Knicks don't really have any leadership and they don't have an identity, which is one of the problems that they've had over the last couple of off seasons, um, signing free agents and they don't fit what they're trying to do. And I think if you don't give up the young talent and you just, maybe you, you part with Julius Randle or maybe somebody else, I prefer not to trade Kevin Knox or DSJ. Cause I want to see what this new regime is going to be able to do with this young talent. Maybe you flip somebody else. Um, definitely don't give up no drop capital. Maybe um, Julius Randle. I'm not sure who else you can give up, but 
I do like CP3 on the Knicks because um, at the very minimum, he could help with the development process. He's another coach on the floor. I'm sure Tibbs would love him. He plays defense. You don't have to play him 35 minutes a game because he's older. You could, you know, alternate with him, Frank, and um, maybe DSJ together because Frank could play the, play the two or the three, or maybe RJ could play the two or the three. So it gives you defensive versatility on the court. And um, I think him and Mitch would be a great tandem. So um, I think that would be something the Knicks could look for if they don't give up too much. Um, that's all I have to say, and thank you for the call. Thanks, Leo. Listen, CP3 would be great here. Let's, let's be real. CP3 would be great here. We know that. But that's not the way you want to use your cap space, man. You don't want to use your cap space for that and not get anything in return. You need to be incentivized for, for, for having the luxury to bail out the thunder from that contract. You need to be incentivized for that. And yes, you're getting, you're getting a good player that can help jumpstart your team. But that's not how you want to use your cap space. What are you going to do with the rest of the money? So, and people in the chat saying they'd, they'd go the Conley route. I'd go the Conley route. I would go the Conley route. And as I said, and I stand by my sources, they are talking about that. They are talking about the Conley deal. Whether Utah bites or not, I have no idea. But I can tell you that is one of the players that the Knicks would be interested in bringing in for Julius Randle. I told y'all that Julius is on the block. So, let's see. Let's see what happens. It's a lot. There is a lot that can go down between now and whenever the season goes down. Whenever the season goes down. I have no idea. We are, we're a long ways away. But we got a thousand people in here talking Knicks basketball, talking CP3. I need you to hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. We have 417 likes. Hit that thumbs up button. Get those likes up. Let's go. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. All right, let's hear from my man Ron Cleveland in the building. Ron, what's going on? Talk to me, bro. Man, man, man. Hey. Yes, sir. Hey. How you feeling, bro? What's going on with you, man? I, I hear you getting worked up, man. I hear you. I'm listening to you, man. Loud and clear. I hear what your, your, your viewpoint is on CP3. Everybody got valid points, man. Either way you fall, either you for it, either you against it. It's valid points. You know, but my thing is what I'm looking at, when we're talking about trading Randall and trading Kevin Knox, well, let's be real. Getting CP3 ain't going to be such a bad deal if we got to move them guys, man. And and my thing is, is anytime your name being mentioned in trade, that means you ain't living up to the billing of what you're supposed to be doing on your current team. When, you, when you're looking at, at trading a player, it's because they're not living up to what, they, what you expected of them. And let's just be real, the light's too bright in New York for Kevin Knox. I, I'm, I'm sick of waiting. You know what I mean? And and the thing is with, with C P three, instant credibility. I agree I agree with that call wholeheartedly about this guy. He's gonna hold people accountable on the court. He's gonna he's, transform he's a the team. Point guard. That's what he did to the defensive thunder. minded. And and what, what that'll do for, for somebody like Neil Keena, if we keep Neil Keena and DSJ, gonna teach them guys how to play the point guard position. Them guys haven't had 
had a veteran point guard to really teach them guys how to play the, the position of point guard. So that's going to help in that in that regard. You get Julius Randle out of New York. Him and him and RJ playing on the same side of the court. That's that's going to alleviate that problem. We still got all our draft picks, and the thing is, I understand if we're going to take CP3 on. Hey, I agree, a hundred percent. They got to give us. They got to give us one of them draft picks. Yeah, you got to get one of them number ones back for giving for giving them a youthful player like Kevin Knox. He would probably he'll probably be better off in a smaller market. Let's just be real. With with the lights ain't on it, he'll probably he'll probably come into his own. But I don't think it'll ever happen in New York. I'm sorry, I I, I hey, and the knock on on Kevin on Kevin uh, Kevin Knox and what I've seen the whole time. CP3, when we when we drafted this guy, and I hated this, there was a question about his motor. You should never have to question a player's motor. That should never come into question. And I haven't seen anything from that motor to think it's been turned on since he's been in New York. So, hey, go ahead and let him go. Move on. And that's what I got to say. And I'm out. You heard me? Yes, sir, Ron. Be healthy, man. Hope Glad to hear from you, man. Glad to hear from you, man. Listen, all I'm saying on the CP3 topic is I want to be compensated for taking on that contract. I don't mind trading Kev. I like Kev. He's a good kid. I hope he stays, you know. I hope they I hope they get something out of him. They they drafted the kid for, for crying out loud, you know. I, I never want to see a draft pick go out the door that was just a complete waste. Hasn't been hasn't been living up to the hype. Ron is absolutely right on that. And and the Knicks, you know. Nick's marketing is very on top of things whenever the news comes out or whenever there's chatter about certain players. That's when the marketing machine starts spinning things up. And so at the same time when this article came out and we started talking about it today, they dropped their uh, Kevin Knox year three is going to be different in the weight room video. So listen, I hope the best for Kev, man. I actually met Kev last year. Um, He's a good kid, you know. But again, if we trade him, Obviously, again, they, they, there's some wing depth in the draft. Maybe they're going to go get Vassell. Maybe they get Patrick Williams. Maybe they bring a Coro in here. And if they do, I, I think Knox was, was going to be looking behind the eight ball anyway. So if they were uh, uh, going to be going to go get you know CP3, I wouldn't be against it. But um, I want to be paid for that. You know, I want to be paid for that. I, wanted to, I want CP3 here, but it's not a by any means necessary... Uh, uh, trade for me. It's not a by any means necessary trade for me. On oh, CP3, he's 35. Contract is crazy. You know that Hammy is about to give any day now. And so, um, you know, you still got to be careful. You can't just be, you know, wheeling and dealing willy-nilly out here. Greenhouse says, in the regular season, CP said, don't trade Kev. Nothing changed. No basketball happened in between now and then. CP be flipping on the low. Wrong. Wrong. I'm not looking to trade Kev for nothing. Just to trade him. But if you're going to get CP3 in here, you got to do what you got to do. You got to give something to get something. You're not going to give, you're not going to get CP3 for absolutely nothing. All I'm saying is if I'm going to trade Kev, if I'm going to trade for CP3, then I want some draft capital back in return. Simple and plain. Simple and plain. You know, Kev is not an untradeable player, Greenhouse. Let's just be real. 
let's just be real. Kev is not an, 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 an untradeable player. Nobody's untouchable on this Nick team, man. Let's just be real. We have no talent on this team, man. Sometimes some of you guys got to stop overrating some of these kids too. Let's just be real. We want to see these kids develop. Well, a lot of these kids are not, you know, just because you have draft picks and everything doesn't mean everybody's going to stay and develop and be part of this, the core. Some are going to pan out. Some are, are, are going to pan out to the point where you're going to trade them to upgrade your team. And some are going to be part of the building blocks for this team that's ultimately going to win a championship in the year 2030. So, that's just all, that's just my take on it. We got 1178 in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Shoot to everybody in the chat. CP from Knicks Fan TV checking in. Let's go to Denver. Mile high. We got Omar from Denver talking about Knicks. But Omar, why don't you want to talk about Nuggets, man? Your Nuggets are going to the Western Conference Finals, bro. Man, that's... Yeah, at the end of the day, that's crazy. Like, I I started counting them off and and stuff because I'm an actual Knicks fan. I just moved here, like, three or four years ago. I I love the atmosphere and stuff, but... The thing is, and the reason I'm calling, oh, before anything, how's how's everybody over there at Knicks Fan TV doing? Oh yeah, we Gucci man, we we Gucci man. We got a we got a thousand people in the chat, man. You gotta let these people know to hit that thumbs up button for your boys, bro. There you go, hit that thumbs up, bro. <laughs> so I'm just gonna let you uh, know real quick, player. I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet. There and people start thinking that we really need a superstar, like a three or four year superstar that has a track record. That, that thing is over. If you start seeing or comparing, let's say, Clippers with Denver, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody just by looking at Denver, they'll be like, man, it's, it's, uh, Clippers just going to bake that. You already know what. It's going to be an easy ride for them. And look what happened. Clipper has like three, four, five of superstar. They ain't went that far. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, too, let's be, let's be real, too. Um, let's be real. That Denver team has been in motion for a long time now. You know, people th- expect when you put these super teams together that they're just going to go away and win. A lot of times, that's not how you win in sports. You got to build, and it takes some time. You got to build chemistry. You know, you got to build chemistry, too. This was a very weird year for the Clippers, too. You know, you had Paul George coming off of the, uh, the, the shoulder surgery. You had Kawhi Leonard. You know, he's coming off a championship. He, he's logged some mileage. Like I said, Pat Beverly has to go for that Clipper team. They got to get a real point guard in here and get that thing going. And, you know, they they had depth. I thought they had enough horses to win it, but they just didn't have the proper chemistry. I never really thought the Clippers were, um, you know, the odds-on favorite to to win this thing. I never really felt that they were a strong team like that. Yeah, that's that's, that's true, uh, and that's a fact right there. But at the same time, every single time you see a superstar coming out, let me take it back. Any any single time you see a superstar, you always see them coming from a different different uh, team. Never hear no no superstar beside uh, Persinger right now that oh like he's gonna be the next superstar. Maybe maybe if he doesn't get uh, dislocated or or he he stays uh, fresh at the game. But at the end of the day, the only thing that we just uh, sh- we should just focus is on rebuilding the team. Forget about getting CP3. Forget about Carmelo. Let's just focus on on, on us. And let's just rebuild them. Hopefully, by by us rebuilding them, we might get the next. Uh, who knows? Uh, CP3, the next uh, Damon uh, Litter, 
whatever his yeah. name is, and from there we could we could walk on. You might appreciate the call, man. You you might, or you might be the Phoenix Suns, or you might be the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, yo, listen, the NBA. I say this all the time on this show. The NBA is the hardest sport to build a championship team. You need luck in the draft. You need luck in the draft. And you got to get that game changer. You know, some people said, oh, well, you know, not it's not always a case where you got to build a team and build chemistry. Yeah, every team doesn't have LeBron James, people. He's a god. He's a generational talent. Every team doesn't have that. Kobe, Shaq, those are generational talents. Michael Jordan, that's a generational talent. Those are, those are franchise-changing players. There are very few guys like that that can transform a team by themselves. <clears throat> LeBron is one of those guys. There's few and far between. So for the Knicks, they just got to keep going the right way. You got to keep doing it the right way, man. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let's go to um, Z from the Bronx. Z, how you feeling, bro? What's going on, man? How you doing, man? How, how you, you, how you feeling, bro? All right. I'm going to, I'm not going to give the conventional answers as everyone is. I'm totally freaking against uh, trading for CP3. Uh, here's, here's like a couple of reasons why. Everyone's talking about how much of a great mentor he is and everything. Yes, he's one of the greatest point guards. He hasn't won a single thing in his damn life. <laughs> like, everyone is putting him on the pedestal. Like, he, he's the greatest thing of all time. Yes, he's a great point guard, but that, that's about it. I mean, yeah, he will hold people accountable. Yes, he's the leader of the NBA, but we don't have any players for that right now, okay? Yeah, he'll stay for two years and develop – you know, all the players, but do, do we have any players worthy of that except R.J. Barrett? I mean, come on. If, I, if I'm the Knicks, instead of giving 40, trading our guys like our, or like uh, Randall and, uh, you know, Knox for, uh, you know, Paul and wasting $44 million a year, why don't we go conventional? If you want to get a point guard, get there's a cheap route. You could get Dennis Schroeder, I mean, from OKC. You could get the cheaper routes. Or if you want someone worthy of getting and throwing money at, get, get uh, Fred Van Fleet. He's an NBA champion. He's coming off a 19-point season, and he's only going to go better. I mean, I don't know why everyone wants CP3 for, man. And then if, I was, if, I, if I'm the Knicks, I would trade Randall Knox and maybe a late pick. I'll give him a late first round or maybe a second round. Get, get Laurie Macron. Uh I can't even say his last name. The yeah, guy, the power yeah. four from um, the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah, get him so we could stretch the floor and we can give Mitchell the space and RJ the space. I mean, we, we got to work with the personnel that we have now. I got you. You know what I mean? Get players that make sense now. You understand? Yeah. Yes, you want to continue developing. This is why I'm, I'm mentioning players that are young. They're like 26 or younger. You know, we, we're not a superstar team yet. We have to develop from inside. And what is, what is Chris Paul going to bring? Mellow? Come on. I love Melo, well, I want to sign Melo, but it's, well, it's to, not the to, team to, I'm drooling to, 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 over. To, to, I mean. counter that, <laughs> to, to counter that, though, to see, what, what was the Thunder be without CP3? I mean, wait, I can't hear you. What you said? I said, what, what would the Thunder have done this year without CP3 on the team? Oh, no, they, 
that's a, that's, he did a fantastic job in OKC. They wouldn't have done a single jack thing. But with the Knicks, with the I mean, and he's leaving too. You understand? The Knicks, he's staying for two years only. Let's just be real. And it's forty-four million dollars. If it was twenty, twenty-five million, thirty million, I understand. You're talking about forty to forty-four million. We don't even know our cap space for this year or next year. Yeah, we have unlimited cap, but I mean, that's a huge chunk of our cap for somebody that's going to probably be injury-ridden too. I mean, let's not forget about his injuries too. It's it's good for the organization. I get it. I mean, I get where people are coming from. It just doesn't. It, we don't have that second player. We don't have that. I, I'd rather I'd rather have R.J. Barrett. Get all the fit and just continue. You understand? Yeah. Get players that fit around R.J. Barrett. You know what I mean? I got you. I I'd got rather you. give R.J. Barrett the ball than Chris Paul the ball all the time. That's fair points. Fair points. Um, listen, man, I, I hear what you're saying. It's a, it's a lot of money. Uh, you know, he is getting older, but you listen, I mean, Chris Paul can help this team man. let's not, let, let's not make it seem like he's a slouch. I mean, you just saw it in front of your face in the bubble. <clears throat> he carried this Thunder team. This Thunder team would not be anywhere near, uh, they would be a lottery team without Chris Paul. And... Um, you know, I'm I'm seeing some slander in the chat. Hold on, who's who's this dude? Uh, hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Get this, get this, uh, guy Scott Osborne in uh, out the chat, man. Some of the mods. Get this guy Scott Osborne out the chat talking slander about Kobe. We're, we're not gonna allow that. We're not gonna allow that. No, no conspiracy theories in the chat. Get this guy out of here. Um. You know, you're saying CP3 hasn't won Jack. I mean, everywhere he's going, CP3 has kept his teams competitive, man. You know, that Clipper team, when he was out there with, with Blake and, and Lob City, that team would be nothing without him. They needed more help. Blake Griffin was not the, the Robin. You know, the problem with CP3 in that on that Clipper team was that he had to do too much. He had to be the point guard, the closer, and the everything. Blake wasn't that guy. DeAndre Jordan wasn't that guy. You know, they had Crawford. They had good teams on that Clipper team. It was a deep team. They just didn't get far enough. You know, he was with New Orleans. They did their thing. Tyson Chandler and, and whatnot. He was on that Rocket team. Again, that Rocket team was one game away from the from the finals. And he hurt his hamstring. That hamstring injury got him. And he was the reason why that Rocket team got there. So, you know, let, let's not let's not act like, you know, stuff. CP3 is one of the greatest point guards that ever lived. You know, and he can help this team. He can help this team develop. He he could he he would be a complimentary piece to RJ that could play off ball as well, but also help RJ develop. He would turn Mitch into a beast, for sure, for sure, for sure. I have no doubts about that. Um, speaking of RJ, the rookie of the year uh, announcement was made. And, of course, R.J. was left off. R.J. was left off. The first team, Brandon Clark, great year. John Moran, absolute beast. Wish he was on the Knicks. Kendrick Nunn started off well. Had, had a good good season overall. Eric Pascal, eh, worst team in the league, but had better numbers than R.J. Zion, 19 games, political. Straight political and, and branding, but whatever. You know, Zion is Zion. It is what it is. Um, that's the first team, so that's cool. 
Second team. Um, let's, let's start from the other side. Kobe White. Uh, overall, decent year. Started off slow, finished strong. I like Kobe White. P.J. Washington, yeah, he was just pretty good. Obviously, R.J. wasn't going to slide in there. Hero, absolute beast. Deserved. Rui, yeah, I, I, you know, whatever. Terrence Davis. Now we get to Terrence Davis. You know, mm, I mean, here's the thing. Listen, R.J., <clears throat> Yes, he led rookies. He was in top five in every statistical, main statistical category. So there's points, rebounds, assists, so on. Block steals. He was, RJ was up there. Now, where he was terrible, obviously, was um, his efficiency. His numbers were not good. His free throw percentages were terrible. His uh, effective field goal percentage was atrocious, 44%. And so that's where 32% from three. And so that's where you're just not going to win. And then on top of that, the Knicks were the Knicks. The Knicks were one of the worst teams in the league. And of course, the writers are not going to show the Knicks any type of respect. So, you know, some people are saying, why is he on there instead of Terrence Davis? You know, Terrence Davis, let's compare the minutes per game. 16 minutes a game compared to 30 for RJ. Seven points per game compared to 14 for RJ. Some of y'all can't see this. I'm trying to smooth it over. Um, RJ was 14 and five. Terrence Davis, seven and three. But Terrence Davis, 86% from the free throw line. RJ, 61%. 61%. You know, and Terrence Davis also averaged, he didn't even get to line, he didn't even average one free throw attempt a game. I mean, Terrence Davis was barely playing. For, for Christ's sake, RJ started every game except one, averaged 30 minutes a night, going up against all the big dogs, going up against all the big dogs, and still got no love. Why? Because, you know, Terrence Davis is playing on a championship team. Now, the per 36, if you're looking at per 36, and yeah, Terrence Davis's his numbers are, are right there with RJ's, if not better. So it depends on how, you know, analytical you want to get with it. You know, if you want to watch the game with a calculator, all right. All right, you throw Terrence Davis in there. RJ's got to step it up. That That's just the bottom line. You know, he's got to improve on his shooting. He's got to improve at finishing at the rim. Certainly has to improve at finishing at the rim. And and uh, the Knicks have to do a better job of, of putting complimentary pieces on the team to, to allow him to be his best self. And that's a constant, you know, that, that's the constant uh, argument with RJ. Period. He was 40% from distance, zero to three feet. 40%. It's atrocious. 20%, three to 10 feet. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me restart. That was percent of field goals by distance. Let me restart that. 56% from 0 to 3 feet. 26% from 3 to 10 feet. 27% from mid-range. 28%, between 26 to 28% from mid-range. And 32% from downtown. You know, those those, those numbers ain't good, man. So RJ's got to improve there. He's got to improve there, you know. 
Um, again, he got to the line a good amount, but 61% from the free throw line is not going to cut it. Yeah. So 56% at the rim. Basically 26 to 28% from mid-range. Abysmal. 32% from three. So, it's atrocious. But that's my guy, and I'm sticking to it. That's my guy, and he'll bounce back, man. We're not worried about rookie, all-rookie team accolades. We're not worried about that. So, RJ, keep your head up, man. It's all good. He'll bounce back. You know, RJ's going to have a bounce back. Sophomore year. No, no worries about that. All right, let's wrap up with some phone calls. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Corner threes. Corner three numbers for RJ Marlin Small. Um, 35% corner threes. And 30% of his three-point attempts was from the corner. And he shot 35% from the corner. His boy Frank shot 50. Frank shot 50 from the corner. So yeah, the, the the when you look when you when you look at the numbers when you take a deep dive into the numbers, you know wasn't that good. But again, he averaged fourteen and seven. If he ups his free throw percentage, you know a little bit here and there, a couple points, say ten points, he's a he's a twenty point a game scorer. You know, he gets up to seventy percent. He's a, he's a twenty point per game scorer. So, well, you know, he's got to work on that. But that's uh, that's what he said. It, it, him and his shooting coach, actually. Um, you know, speaking of RJ, this, this is a perfect, perfect opportunity to show you this video. Some of you guys may have seen it. Some of you guys maybe not. But let me tell you exactly what RJ is working on in the uh, in the offseason with his shooting coach, Ben Steiner. Hold on. Free throw percentage was low. Free point percentage was low. I mean, what what are you guys specifically working on to make him better at shooting? Yeah, so, I mean, we've made three real adjustments. The first one is posture. He was very upright, uh, had no legs and no fluidity. So, uh, just working on his posture was the first thing that we did. Just making sure we're leaning him forward a little bit, uh, making sure his, his hips are dropped so that he can use his legs and connect his legs to his upper body. The second thing is his pocket. His pocket, you know, was moved in. A lot of coaches like elbow in. The problem is when you have lefties, a lot of lefties don't, uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, shoot with, you know, a good vision. You want a good vision triangle. You want to be able to see the rim with two eyes. And he was blocking his vision, and it caused some problems in his shoulder for power. So we moved his elbow out, which I know scares a lot of traditional, um, you know, kind of basketball coaches. But the truth is I had to do it with Jason Tatum. I've had to do it with a bunch of other shooters. Kelly Oubre, who had a really good year this year. Um, you know, I had to move their elbows out. And so we're following that exact program. So improving his pockets so that he has a good vision triangle, which allows uh, for more source of power. And the third thing was he bunched up his hand on his follow-through a lot. And you see that a lot with guys that don't have great touch. They want to kind of stop their shot, you know what I mean, instead of trusting it. And so we're just working on a, cl a clean, straight snap every single time, keeping his hands spread so there's more rotation on the ball and backspin, which will soften his shot and uh, give him some more uh, room for, for air. Is the, is, the free, is the free throw thing a mental thing to you is it when it comes to – it doesn't just to R.J. Barrett. With free throws for all these guys, I mean, what's, what's, what's the free throw thing in your mind? 
I definitely think there's definitely a mental component. Like, I mean, Jameer, you know, one of the best players that he ever played with in his career was Dwight Howard, who, you know, I love, you know, we. Yeah. So that was, uh, and you could check that out. So follow Ben Steenaw. Steinar, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but um, he interviewed RJ shooting coach Drew Hanlon, and Drew said he was working on three things with RJ. He said he's working on his posture in terms of his shooting form. He's working on his shooting pocket, making sure that his elbows are more out than in, and that he's also working on his follow-through. He said his follow-through hand was a little bit bunched up, so he didn't have the proper touch. So, interesting, very interesting. Also thought that some of the, the, the lapses at the free throw line were mental. So, let's see. But look, look at that move. I mean, and, and those of you that are listening on the podcast, check this step back on RJ on Sadoransky. I mean, the, the kid has strength. He, ha- he can get his angles. He's not the quickest. He's not the most athletic. Where RJ is going to come... Where he where he's gonna shine is he's gonna be able to get to those angles. He's gonna get to the cup by using his strength and dislodging guys off of him. Now he's just gotta finish better. And and when they make him earn it at the line, he's gotta convert. So let's see. Let's see if the, you just heard his shooting coach tell you exactly what he um is, is working on with RJ this all season. Let, let's see how it translates. Uh, let, let's see how it translates. So, listen, I'm rooting for him. Hopefully he gets it together. But, um, yo, great show, everybody, man. Great show. Appreciate you guys checking in and, and uh, hanging in there with me. Uh, definitely appreciate you guys. Patience. Had some technical difficulties earlier, so definitely, um, you know, glad to get on and, and chop it up on Talk Knicks. Let me know what you guys think. CP3 trade. Would you make that CP3 trade without getting a draft pick in return? How bad do you want CP3 here to jumpstart that engine? Leave me a comment in the chat. Leave me a comment in this video when you watch. No demand. Um, DSJ, do you have hope for DSJ? Do you think DSJ can get it together? Maybe Johnny Bryan can can help him elevate his game. And what are your expectations for RJ year two in his sophomore campaign? We're going to have some more on RJ. My guy Alex Trataros, who did the um, Frank report card. We're working on the RJ report card. It's going to be stellar. It's going to be fantastic. So make sure you tune in. For those of you that are new here, remember the show is available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Every podcast platform, we are there. It's all on the Knicks Fan TV. Make sure you follow me on social media as well. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I respond to everything, DMs, ads, everything. So make sure you follow me there and share these videos. Definitely appreciate everybody for um, sending the super chats, but also share these videos. Hit the thumbs up button for your boys and, uh, and leave a comment. And that's how you help us promote this channel. Let me salute the Super Chat before I go because uh, very important to do so. Salute Michael Parker for the Super Chat. Definitely appreciate it. He says, uh, salute CP, salute to the chat. Um, JJ Hand says, draft Kira with the 8th pick. He is legit. He wants Kira Lewis with the 8th pick. So shout out to JJ Hand for the Super Chat. I want to shout out um, 
Jay's official. He says, CP, my dog, just want to show some love and following you from almost the start. Jay's official. Much appreciated, my dude. Kaiser Associate 718. He says, uh, only mellow we need is LaMelo. He says, I swear the Knicks are the retirement plan for every old player on the way out. Shout out Kaiser Associate 718. Joshua Smalls, appreciates you. He says, just because you bring in CP doesn't mean you focus on the young, you don't focus on the young guys. You can do both. If, you, if not, spend on CP. We would spend on vets who have no impact, and this contract is just two seasons. Joshua Smalls bringing another uh, another angle to it, so appreciate Joshua Smalls. And we got Vlad. He says, yo, CP, what are the odds that uh, the Knicks go for Zach Levine low-key? feel like he'll be worth the assets and more assets, worth the assets in CP3. I think Chicago will keep Zach Levine. You know, new regime, new coach coming in, new GM. I think they'll keep Zach Levine. They got the number four pick. They may end up with Lamelo. You know, so I think I think Chicago's going to keep Zach Levine. I think he's on the verge of breaking out. Um, but I don't I don't think the Knicks will go for him. But you never know. Anything is possible, man. Anything is possible. So uh, that's it, people. I'll catch up with you guys over the weekend. You guys take care. Be easy. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys one time and be safe out there. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.